Camp and conference centers are such a wonderful gift. And I'll bet some of you have experienced that for yourself firsthand. Those of you with fond memories of going to camp and conference centers for summer camps or for spiritual retreats like happening, Vacari, Curcio, for mission trips or maybe parish retreat weekends. Maybe those fond memories happened at the Trinity Center here in East Carolina. Or maybe you've been to Glory Ridge in the mountains or somewhere else. For me, when I was younger, my very favorite place to go in the summer was Camp Canuga. A place I'm sure is familiar to some of you. Camp Canuga, for those of you that don't know, is the Episcopal Camp and Conference Center here in the North Carolina mountains near Hendersonville. It seemed to me a beautiful, magical place, as many camp and conference centers do. Gorgeous forest, rustic cabins, fun activities, great fellowship, and the clear presence of God. But beyond the beauty and holiness, what I loved most about Canuga as a kid was the sense of freedom. Outside of structured activities and basic levels of parenting supervision, I could go where I wanted to go. I could do what I wanted to do and eat what I wanted to eat. No rules, at least no strict rules. And believe you me, I fully embraced it, especially in the dining hall. You see, I loved the chocolate milk in the dining hall. In fact, I loved it so much that I decided, well, what the heck, I'll have chocolate milk with every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, water, juice, forget it. It was chocolate milk all the way All week long, nobody could stop me. Until, after several days, I stopped myself. Because, despite my love of chocolate milk, I came to realize that there was a very good reason that my parents did not let me have chocolate milk with every meal. There was actually a reason they put rules in place for my diet. So, for all of you young kids out there listening to this sermon, please know your parents have rules for a reason. So, candy all the time, ice cream all the time, or even chocolate milk all the time, it's not a good idea. Yes, my parents had rules, though they were bent and even broken a little at Canuga. But there were rules, and there were rules for a reason. And that's true of so many of the rules that govern our lives. Rules at work and school, rules about what is and isn't legal, even unspoken rules of social conduct. We are surrounded by rules. And anyone who has or has had children know especially well just how important rules are. Rules keep us healthy. They keep us safe. They keep us organized and in order. They keep us within the boundaries of right versus wrong. They keep us from harming ourselves and others. 
there are rules for a reason. But it is just as true now as it was then that sometimes rules can go too far. And just because something is a rule doesn't always make it right. As we hear in this passage from the Gospel of Luke this morning, there were rules then, just as now. In fact, there were many rules. We see such rules in books of the Bible, like Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. We heard a little bit of it come through in the reading from Isaiah this morning. And among these rules were rules for the synagogue, rules generally for how to act. And these are just kind of like we have rules here in the church. And in the synagogue, this rule was clear. The Sabbath day was the day of rest as established by God in creation, and it was to be followed as such. No work in the synagogue without exception. No work in general on the Sabbath. But then enters Jesus. Jesus was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath And there came a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. 18 years, if you can imagine. She was bent over, unable to stand up straight. And when she enters the synagogue, she doesn't ask anything, doesn't do anything. She just appears. And Jesus sees her. He sees her. That was all the incentive he needed. He frees her from her ailment, and standing up straight, she praises God. No questions asked, no strings attached, just an amazing display of purest compassion by Jesus and fullest healing that leads to praise of God. Everything about this is good. Everything about this, from Jesus seeing her to her being healed to her praising God, is so wonderful, except for one problem. It was against the rules. An offense so egregious, so blasphemous to the leader of the synagogue that he tells the crowd that. Any work like this, healing, can happen on any other day, but not the Sabbath. Those were the rules. That was the law. And he was so focused on this infraction of the rules, he couldn't even acknowledge, didn't even see the miracle that Jesus had accomplished before him. As some would say, He placed the letter of the law over the spirit of the law. But for as important as rules can be, like making sure we don't harm others or ourselves, by not stealing from our neighbors, not driving through the stop sign, or even having chocolate milk with every meal, Jesus shows us that our rules, even good-spirited rules, have their limits. And importantly, he does not hold back in order to keep everyone comfortable 
or to avoid conflict. This may be a bit of a hard lesson for those of us who cling so tightly to our rules, who see rules as an ultimate good, or who may find comfort in the structures of rules handed down to us as tradition. I am including myself in this. But it is an important lesson. Because as Jesus does time and again, he shows us what really matters. More than any rules, however important or however fruitless, there is one rule that comes before any other. One rule that overrules any other. Love. Love for your neighbor, love for God, love for yourself, and love with the immediate, unrestrained compassion that Jesus had for the ailing woman. Love as Christ has commanded us to love. And any time our rules get in the way of that is a time that our rules may be worth bending, even breaking, no matter how established or sacred or well-intentioned that rule may be. As our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, says so well and often, if it's not about love, it's not about God. So of all the rules we follow in our lives, the rules that keep us healthy, that keep us safe, the rules that keep us organized, that keep us within the boundaries of right action versus wrong, the rules that keep us from harming others and ourselves, and the rules that continue because that's just how things have always been. Of all the rules, remember to follow this rule first and above any other. The rule that saved you and me. God's number one rule. Love.